I want to be your real estate resource. Everyone, I'm Steve Ravithis, and this is your real estate resource, uh, a show dedicated strictly to real estate. We've got an excellent guest on with us today, Jack Patterson from Conti Jor. Uh, Jack has a bachelor's degree from Bridgewater State. Um, been working in garage doors uh, for a couple of decades now. When you when you add it all up, uh, with Conti for eight, and you've uh, you've been the owner for six years. So, in in twice out of those years, you guys have had the highest rating of garage door installers for the Home Depot. So you're doing something right over there, Jack. We're trying our best. You know, it's always important to keep the customer happy and that's what our goal is. Awesome. Give me a little bit of the history behind Connie Door. Well, Connie Door was started by Joe Conti back in uh, 1989, really started right at the turn of the, got really going in 1990. Um, they've been installing doors in Western Mass and Northern Connecticut since then. Um, back then in the, uh, late not in the early 90s i worked for him as an installer putting in wood doors and since then we've gone to um you know into steel and aluminum and full view so the the garage door has changed dramatically over those 32 years yeah so let's let's just talk about the difference in types of garage doors you you mentioned aluminum i think you said wood what other options out there are there just kind of two that people are choosing be, uh, between today oh well it's it's really dramatic how many different options there are today. Um, garage doors can be as thin steel as like a tin can, and then they can go up to like insulated wood or um, the a lot of the, you know, out west, you're seeing a lot of the full view insulated glass type windows. Not good if you have a son who plays hockey, but they're very nice to, you know, you know, it's just a different, more modern look. So the, the types of materials are all over the place. Um, Steel is probably right now um, in the Northeast is probably 90, 85 to 90% of the doors. Um, only we're about one or 2% wood now, just because wood has to be repainted. You get the risk of rot. There's a lot of other stuff that happens where a wood door, you're not going to get 25 years guaranteed for the paint where on a steel door, that's what you're typically getting. Give me a scenario where you'd still pick wood door, where you still think it makes sense for the consumer. Sometimes if you have a really classic built um, log cabin or something where you're really bringing the nature into it okay. and, and then that's really fit. The other time that where it really fits is some of the old colonials like uh, off of Suffield Street in Springfield. They have pretty strict guidelines about what you can put in there because they want to keep that heritage part of it. So some of them have to be that way. Um, the other advantage that you have with wood is if somebody's like, you know, I really don't know what color we're going to repaint this house, you know? So if they're going to be painting the house and they don't know what they're going to do with wood, painting wood and treating it's a lot easier than having the paint steel. You're going to get much better wear patterns and stuff like that. Gotcha. You talked about insulation. So let's, let's, you know, there's assuming some different options there. So run me through the different options of insulation. Once I pick my door and um, when you go wood, I assume there, there is no insulation, right? There's not. Yeah. So with wood doors now, you can get a insulated wood door. Right. A okay. wood door is typically um, inch and three eighths with plywood and um, normally masonite in there. And that gives you around a four, five R value. R value is how we measure insulation. Um, but now they're allowing to put that same front on the door that you would see They'll put a layer of insulation, styrene or urethane, which are the two most common types of insulation, and then put a plywood back on the door. So that door goes from an inch and three-eighths thick to 
three and a quarter to three and a half inches thick. So the door weight and everything becomes dramatically where, and you only pull yourself up to about a 14 R value where I can make a steel door inch and three eighths, add urethane into it, um, for less cost and I'll have a better R value. You know, I'll have something, well, similar 13 and a half to a 15, somewhere in that range, depending on the manufacturer. Um, so insulation indoors are important, A, because of warmth. Everybody doesn't want to be paying the utility bills. I mean, electricity and gas, they're going up all the time. So it helps keep the house warmer, you know, or cooler in the summer because you're not letting all that heat in or out either way. But it also adds to the durability of the doors, okay? Um, steel, when you look at a steel door, which is what most people will be getting nowadays, um, you got to look at it almost as a stage of a tin can. So everybody's had a can of Coke in their life. The non-insulated one is just an empty can of Coke. So if that door gets hit, you've knocked a can of Coke on the ground, you've seen how scarred up it gets. That's the basic. So when you add insulation into that door, you start adding to the durability. Um, styrene is those white coolers we had in the seventies that, you know, we left on the Atlantic ocean. They're floating out at sea somewhere yeah. probably now, but you just cut it to the shape of the door and it's put in there. Urethane's a liquid where it's injected into it, much more tighter fit. It fills every nook and cranny. You guys have probably seen great stuff spray that they sell at home. It's same type of stuff. You're just spraying that in between the two pieces of steel. It holds in, holds its firm. You could literally stand on the door and do no damage. Hockey pucks still do damage, so garage doors and hockey players are not a good thing. Yeah, I've got one of those, and uh, <laughs> he's banged up the door just a bit. So, any other major differences uh, with the insulation between that steel and the and the wood? The insulation is a big um, cost, so people really have to choose what they need for the insulation. I can put a 18 or a 20 insulation on a residential house, but unless you're doing aerobics out there, you don't really need it to lock in that much heat. So I always tell people, if you had a wood door and we're replacing it, we know that that's a six or five, what were your complaints? Well, if I left water bottles up at the front, it might freeze. Um, I get a draft going through my door. Um, in the kitchen, well, if it's just a water bottle freezing, maybe we just have to go up a little bit. Keep that somewhere, you know, in, in the cold of winter, it only drops to 35 or 40. Um, but if I'm getting that draft, we want something to really block some of that temperature going in. So maybe we go up to a more of a urethane door or something in the 13 or 14 range. The problem with insulation on a garage door is when that garage door goes up, even for a single door, it's eight by seven, say that's a huge area of temperature change right away. So you door goes up, all that cold comes in or all that heat comes in. So um, what, what garage doors really do is just maintain what's in there when it's shut. Fair enough. How about um, some current designs that are being used on, on garage doors? Um, well, everybody's seen the typical raised panel squares. Um, that's obviously the uh, most popular. Um, but what's happened over the last 10 years is uh, we've gone back to more of a colonial beaded board look. Um, they're giving people the options. You can have raised panel or recessed panel, which um, as far as the manufacturing cost and the stuff like that, you're paying for the same thing. But if you live on a street, say here in East Long Meadow, you could go on a street and there could be 15 houses with the regular squares, raised panel. 
you put something up with a recessed panel for the same cost or go with rectangles instead of squares, it really allows to differentiate that house from the rest of the street. You know, I, I know some neighborhoods in Springfield where there's white houses with an offset garage and there's like nine of them in a row. You know, you go in there and the only thing that's different, you change your garage, it, it makes that house change a little bit. Some other new trends are we're going back to matching the front door and the garage door. So a lot of people are going back to those wood tones for the front door. So you got um, an oak look or a uh, walnut look on your door. You can now get that same matching look in the garage door, which really brings it together. Um, a lot of colors, as you can see, a lot of the trim lines have changed on um, houses with the siding. You've seen black windows and stuff like that. That's coming now. So a lot of people like to m match their trim lines with their garage door. So they got garage doors black, the shutters on their door are black, uh, on the house are black. Um, so there's a lot of change, a lot of people feeling more comfortable using the colors. 20 years ago, if you could get yeah, maybe eight years on a door before the color started to fade, but the technology of how they're putting those doors in there has dramatically changed. So now that color stays um, I mean, it'll get dirty. Don't get me wrong with the pollen and stuff like that. But the color stays pretty true for it's close to 25 years now. Awesome. How about the uh, the weight? You know, what what's going on? Are we, uh, you know, with all this insulation, does it make it significantly heavier? Or is... Because we're going to steel and you say, oh, steel is, but wood was so heavy um, because it was made properly, you know, and it would, wood holds moisture. So during a winter, you'd have a wood door sometimes. I've seen them change their weight by 60, 70 pounds. So you have a motor that's set to pick up a door that's, you know, 250 pounds, and it's picking it up. And then we have a winter like this where you get snow and you get rain and you get ice, and that just gets all that moisture gets absorbed into that wood of the door, and now it's picking up a 310 door. So you're wearing the joints out, you're wearing the hinges, you're wearing the motor because it's working harder now to try to keep it. It just puts more stress on the door. With with a steel door, you're not getting any of that moisture in there. There's nowhere that it can be absorbed in. So it doesn't change weight. Um, typically, I tell people if you have a wood door and you can't lift it up with two fingers, then it's probably the weight of the door and the springs haven't caught up to what you need. With our steel doors or any new door that you install, um, you should be able to literally pick that door up with two fingers. Two fingers, wow! Yeah. So they're they're, they're light and then the yeah, a typical, a typical middle of the line door right now um, for a single car garage is weighs about well, two each section is about twenty two pounds, okay. so it's about eighty eight to ninety depending on. So you know, way less than half of what these old wood doors were. Exactly, which also makes them a lot safer. You got you know, 220 pounds sitting over your car or you got 85 pounds or your kid yeah, or your kid. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know if we've got it on our, on our list here, but, um, since we just talked about the kid, what is anything changed with the way the technology and, and how these things stop them from falling in the lasers? So, or... um, yeah. So the safety laws have gone all over the place for garage doors. Um, you have to have sensors now underneath. So if anybody breaks this beam that goes between the two rails of your garage, the garage door should automatically um, reverse. That's pretty simple. That one's an easy one. There's also pressure sensitive. So when I test a garage door, I put a two by four. If the door closes on it and it doesn't return in one second from once it hits the two by four, 
then that's another sensing. Um, there's even more laws going in effect that we can't kill animals. People don't want mice to kill if it gets shut on them. So they're getting safer and safer as we go forward. Crazy, crazy. Um, we're watching out for the mice now. We... <laughs> hey, somebody's out there. Peter's always got somebody to look out for, one animal. Um, so listen, we're coming up against the break. This has been an awesome first half, ton of great information. If people have uh, follow-up questions for anything that we've talked about or just garage door questions in general, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to our website, contidoor.com, or they can call the office, 786-1800. Um, they can email me directly at jack um, at contidoor.com, but the easiest is to call the office, 786-1800. Awesome. Guys, uh, Steve Ravithis again, your real estate resource. If you have any real estate related questions uh, outside of today's topic, please always feel free to reach out to me or my team, 413-998-7466, 413-998-7466. We'll be right back with Jack from County Door. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut home buyers. 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. We wanna help you find your dream home and help you navigate the home buying process. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Hey everybody, welcome back to your real estate real estate resource. I'm Steve Ravithis here with Ravithis Realty. We've got Jack uh, Jack Patterson from Conti Door with us. A um, lot of information on the first half about the doors. Let's talk this time a little bit more about the process, right? So I decide I want to get it. I need a new door. Uh, you're going to come out to my house and take me from there. Okay. So first thing people have to understand is garage doors are not all just standard size. Oh, I park one car there. It could be anywhere from seven, six feet wide to eight feet high. I mean, they're all over the place. So the first step is for me really to come out and get a measurement of your garage. Let me check the wood. Let me check your, your hang, see what's safe, what's not, what we can do, 
what will work the best to give you guys the maximum room for your vehicles um, or whatever else you're doing in there, um, but also make it, you know, so that it's, you know, we always want it to look better. We need that curb appeal. If I'm putting a garage door on it, it's got to make that house look better. So typically we do the measuring. Then I like to sit down and find out what they want. You know, sometimes they, well, I just want a garage door. And some type people don't know that there's so many different options out there now. Um, so I always talk to them. What do you guys have in mag- imagine? If you had no cost, where could we be? What would you like? And then we back it down from there so that, you know, okay, this is a real expensive type of door. Maybe that's not in your price range, but this is something similar. That's a little bit better in your price range. I always tell them that, okay, when we get to this point and we find out something they like, then we talk about the insulation value, okay? Because all the doors, you can get them no insulation all the way up to, you know, an 18 to a 20R value. So we set what they want for the design first, then we pick what type of insulation fits them first. Um, I always tell people, you don't want to be paying for something you don't need. You know, if you if you're not doing aerobics in your garage, or you're not heating your garage, why are you putting, you know, an 18R value in there? Sure. You know, save yourself some money here because maybe then you can get to that design you want that's a little bit costly. Um, then typically I tell them, I use many different vendors. They all have very similar designs. So what I'll do is I'll go back to my shop. I'll shoot out an email to these people, um, four or five vendors, whoever it is that week, and say, hey, I need a quote on this size door. This is what we want for design. This is the color. This is the windows, all that stuff. Then I get them back. And when the one that's the lowest or the one that's the best value, I'll put together in a quote, email it or mail it out to them or drop it off, whatever works the best for the customer. And then they'll get it. In the meantime, I tell them, we've had this conversation. I want you guys to go for a ride around your town. Go some different streets, streets similar to yours, and see what other people have had. Because a lot of times these people make a decision, I need a new garage door because something's broken or, you know, it's just finally gave way. And they haven't really thought it all through. They're just, so drive down, you know, two streets over and see what everybody else has. Because you want to be happy with that garage door. That's going to be there for 25 years, you know. Some of the other things we talk about are decorative handles on the outside. Um, lately we've been doing a lot more magnetic handles, um, because it allows that person to actually change that door. We could have just handles on it for three years. Now we're going to put hinges and handles on it. So it changes the, the view of the, of without a cost, without damage to the door. Where in the old days, typically we would have to screw them in. So if we put them in, they're staying there. They got a you hole. Know? Yeah. There's a hole in the door and there's not much I can and do I mean, about a that. Pretty strong magnet. Like I bump it, it's not going to move, but if I give it a good pull, it's coming off. Yeah, it goes up and down, no problem if you give it a good pull. Um, The only problem I've been having lately is people think it's a great joke at um, events. So you have a party in your backyard. The next day you're backing out of your garage, you go to work, and there's a smiley face on your garage. You know, so more than more than you can enjoy it. And and it's just very simply just pick them off, boom, put them right back into place. A lot of people don't even know they're magnets. Okay. Most of the time people find out magnets is because – a neighbor comes over or a friend, oh, I love your new garage door. I love those handles. And they say, oh, they're just magnets. And then they go over and they can't believe it Yeah. And because they held that good. They don't move. It's not like the water or the wind or even snow up against it will cause them to move. It's just uh, they just hold on really tight. I appreciate the uh, party prank for our listeners. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So they come back to you and yep, this is, you know, we've, we've driven around Jack. This is what we want. So as soon as they grow, we normally take a deposit. We yep. order the door doors take somewhere between, I like to say between seven and 14 days for me to get it. Okay. Um, we have six or eight distributions here in new England. So it's easy for us to get it. We get deliveries weekly from all these vendors that I use. So, um, if it's in stock, I'll get it within seven days. If it's not in stock, it normally takes two weeks. And then um, with the exception of the extreme crazy season where everybody likes to buy doors from October to November, to the end of November, we normally will install it the next week. So it's it's less than a three-week period is what we like to do from the time we do the site check, you make your decision, so we get the doors in. And then typically how long are you at my house? Um, Typically, if everything goes the way it should be, because it is construction, yeah. um, for a single door, it's about two and a half hours. Uh, for a door and an opener, it's about three and a half hours. For a double door and an opener, then we're looking at about um, five or six hours. Okay, almost a full day. Yeah. Then let's talk some price ranges, right? I know you said you're all over the board, but let's talk single door first. You know, okay. I just want the bottom of the barrel. Just get me something that goes up and down and won't let. So the in. least expensive would be a pan door, just non-insulated. We're looking no glass, no nothing. You're probably looking at an installed price of between seven and eight hundred dollars. That's installed. It's installed. Wow. Okay. You know, that's bottom of the line. Yeah. No uh, high end quotes. We do a lot of those. Um, that's with an opener? That's without an opener. Okay. So right. openers, you're going to, openers nowadays are somewhere between 350 and 450. Okay. So no matter what you're getting, it's somewhere in that range, whether chain or belt or screwdriver, whatever you want, you're somewhere in that range installed. Okay. Um, so doors are where the value is, where the, the pricing really happens. Um, so then you go up to the next level, which would be like a styrene insulated door. You're going up to a six to an eight type um, R value. Um, now you're looking at about eight fifty to nine fifty. Okay. Then when you go into the urethanes, um, you're right around eleven hundred dollars. You start adding glass, you're going to add about one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. So you know you could have the same, you know eight by seven could go for seven fifty or it could go for thirteen hundred dollars um in the same thing. I mean you could go and then you start going to the barn doors or where they have wood overlays and stuff like that or synthetic wood overlays. Those those will get up as high as four or five thousand dollars. All right. And what about on the double that was a single door, right? Yep. So a double door double door, you some people think, oh you just double, double the it. Price. But yep. it's 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 not really that way. So a Pandora, like that run-of-the-mill one, we're looking at about $1,000 um, for it. Um, for your mid midline, uh, uh, a 6 to an 8 R value, you're probably looking at about $1,400, okay. about 1800 for the urethane. And then, again, it's about $200 more for the glass. All right. Um, so you mentioned some different types of openers. Run us quickly through that. So answer the first question that I have is, is it possible I can still use the opener that I have? Okay, so the first thing is, if, you're how, if your opener's working, you get a new door, you're probably going to add years to your opener because your opener's been picking up something that hasn't been working good. So now it's got something that's totally balanced. It's lighter. It's smoother. You can back off on how much torque needs to be done to lift that up. So, yes, I okay. always tell people um, garage door openers now are, we can't repair them. Nothing's metal inside. Everything's a sealed. So anything you buy now can never be repaired. It's yeah. just disposable. 
the ones you have from the neck. No, I know I had one, and all of a sudden my door just dropped, and I thought, I need a new opener, and you came over and replaced the part, and things good as new. So prior to about uh, 2010, everything had replaceable parts. But what happened is these companies, there's so much safety technology in there. Everything is now being controlled so much by the circuit board that once a drive chain or anything goes like that, they're damaging the board and now you just throw it away. So I always tell people to keep it as long as you can. As long as that, as long as the torque is allowing it to lift up and close your door safely, then you stay with it. Okay. Um, but as part of other types of doors, there's three different types of door openers out there or four. Um, the first one is the chain drive that everybody's seen. Everybody has a friend who has a lift master, yep. um, one half or quarter or third horsepower in their garage and it picks it up. That's typically what you'll get from a lot of builders. Reliability on that is excellent. I mean, it's a good thing, but if you're the one sleeping above it, very noisy. So about 15 years ago, they came out with belt drives, super quiet till about took them about five years to get the belts proper. They had to start using radials in the belts, just like your radial tires on a car, so that the belt would not expand. Um, those are quiet. We have one right now that um, we sell the Morantech. Um, it went through a testing. It's actually quieter um, than the refrigerator in a house. So when that pulls the door all the way up, the total amount of noise that it releases is less than your uh refrigerator in your house running so if you have children up above it that's what i tell people to do okay and then the other one is the screwdriver not used as much now but it was the cadillac um screwdrive allowed you to open and close the door at a much quicker speed but now with all this safety being involved everybody is backing off that you know you take a old wooden door and you yank it and it's frozen to the ground uh you're just gonna chip the paint or something. You do it with a steel door and you yank it off of frozen ground, you're going to damage those steel sections. So um, the speed of the door is really backed off of it. If we're, when we're talking about those, uh, you know, keeping that old uh, opener, uh, what about all these safety things? Like, are we going to be able to meet the safety needs because it doesn't have the circuit breaker board? Yeah. um, So a lot of this, uh, since 1998, everything has the safety that's needed for today. Okay. Um, So if you have one, uh, prior to that, it, it's not going to meet the same safety standards. Okay. But some of those older ones were really sensitive for compression test. So again, they, they're going to save you out that way. Last thing, that flashing white light. Oh, the flashing white light. So if you push that garage door and it doesn't go down and the light starts flashing, check those safety eyes. They're just misaligned. There's either a shovel in there or a pail. You move that out of the way, you push it again, it should go right down. Yeah. I've even seen sometimes where like maybe you kicked it or something and it's, so there's not even anything in the way. It's just not aligned. And, exactly. I've seen yeah. hockey sticks hit them all the time. There they're they're pointed on angles. Awesome. Well, listen, we're, we're coming up against the end of the show, but it's been a great show. A lot of uh, useful information for the listeners. One more time, if people have additional questions about a garage door, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Then go to our website, uh, contidoor.com. They can call us at the office, 786-1800. Or they can email me directly at jack at contidoor.com. And again, our, our number at the office is uh, 413-786-1800. Beautiful, Jack. Guys, uh, another ep- ep- uh, yeah, excellent episode uh, on garage doors. Hope you appreciate it. I'm Steve Rovithis, and this has been your real estate resource. <laughs>